0: now here's brian barnhart
1: and good morning i'm brian barnhart in the penny for your thoughts chair today on this wednesday january the 24th good morning how are you i'm doing fine thank you 28 degrees here at 905 here at wdws and a penny for your thoughts we have another busy show for you today as we work our way through the latter stages of the month of January. I guess the weather is going to warm up for the next few days. What, 47 tomorrow, as uh, Scott mentioned, 53 on Friday. And then some snow, uh, maybe later on, the snow showers by the early part of next week. Well, coming up this morning, an open line here this first hour. Of course, a lot of news about uh, Professor Rosenstein and the whole incident over there at the State Farm Center. We'll talk about that as we go along this morning, get your thoughts on that. Julie Wirth is going to join me in the second hour today. She's been on the U of I Beat for many years, and we will visit all things University of Illinois. There's been a lot of news that she's been uh, covering from the university as they've gotten their second semester underway for this year. And then uh, coming up in a few minutes, Dave Gentry is going to pop in here, of course, our morning show host. He's on his way up to the Ag Expo, Midwest Ag Expo at Gordyville, a huge event. We'll talk with him about that for just a few minutes and then an open line the rest of the way this morning. So we'll take our opening break. Uh, Julie Wirth in the second hour, Dave Gentry for a few minutes, open line until 10. Your thoughts on anything going on in the world of news and and or sports. So basketball tonight against Indiana at 8, our Game coverage begins on game day at 630 with Scott Beatty. We'll come back with more. Get it started on this Wednesday after this. Welcome back. Penny, for your thoughts on this Wednesday, let me give you the phone numbers again, 356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Email us, talk at wdws.com lot to get to today. We have some callers waiting. We'll get to those folks in just a moment. Dave Gentry is here. You hear him, of course, on the morning show with Dave and Elizabeth on DWS. He's our Ag Director as well. And You're headed up to Gordyville.
2: Yeah, headed up there another year. This will be about uh, 20 years' worth, I think.
1: How, how long is that? Is that how long the Expo's been going on oh, at Gordyville? It's been going
2: on longer than that. I'm, I can't remember how far back it goes, but uh, it's like the... The last big Midwest show before Louisville. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, if they can't go to Louisville, will go to this mm-hmm.
1: one. So when so. is Louisville? Is that coming up? in
2: Louisville the... comes up the middle of February.
1: Okay. Yeah. So a chance. So so what goes on at the Midwest Ag Expo? What are people that head up there, what are they going to well, see?
2: Well, they've got a little bit of everything up there. There's... Uh, uh, it's a good chance to see a lot of ag equipment if you're looking for something in particular, like and things kinda go in phases like there were a lot of sprayers there a couple of years ago, things okay. like that. And <laughs> okay. So there's uh there's tractors, there's all kinds of things up mm-hmm. there. But there's a lot of people that have booths there and they've got anything mm-hmm. agricultural you can imagine, they're mm-hmm. there.
1: So a little smaller version, we have the Super Bowl of agriculture, the farm progress show, you've got yeah. your half century show that you're heavily involved right. in. So just kind of a winter, somewhat smaller version of that? It is, is it, yeah.
2: and it's it's a lot like the Louisville Ag Show, mm-hmm. you know, where they've got tractor pulls and all that kind of stuff uh, down there, but they've got a lot of other things, too. It's the same kind of thing we have at Gordyville. So
1: Dave Gentry with us for a couple of minutes. He's on his way to the Midwest Ag Expo up at Gordyville. Uh, that's a great place.
2: It really is. I mean, it's 144,000 square feet of room there, so there's a lot to see up there.
1: And if you're worried about weather, it's indoors. Yeah, so which is nice. Yeah.
2: And it's going to be nice weather today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be up in uh, pretty close to 50 tomorrow, so it's going to be pretty nice.
1: So it's a two-day event.
2: Two-day event. It used to be three years ago, but they cut it back to mm-hmm. two a few years ago, and it works out
1: real well. And people just come. There's no... Uh no charge or No, anything? no admission, no, sure. anything
2: like that. So yeah. if you're kind of a civilian and you're just hanging around the house and want to see what's what, it's a good time mm-hmm. to get up there
1: and see what's happening. Our friend Jim Manley, is he usually he's gonna come around there.
2: there? Yeah, he's going to be there again this year. Dave Burns and I uh, talked about it last week. He talked to Manley. Jim Manley's going to be there. We're going to give out some popcorn and some other stuff too. Yeah. So.
1: Well, it sounds uh, just a great time for everybody yeah. up there and a chance to, in the middle of winter here, as you say, before Louisville to kind of... It
2: is. It's yeah. a nice chance for me to kind of get out and press the flesh with everybody and say hey and see what's going on and yeah. so find out what's on their minds. So. All
1: right, so it runs, what, it's already started this morning, yeah, right? Yeah, it
2: starts this morning and uh, runs through tomorrow, about mm-hmm. uh, three tomorrow.
1: So. Okay, so during the course of the day, it's what, eight to... Uh,
2: yeah, till uh, til five today, till three tomorrow. Okay.
1: And for people that haven't been to Gordyville, I mean, most people know where it is. But what you go up on to
2: one uh, thirty-six east of Rantoul, Just okay. keep going, and you'll find. Yeah. it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you go up fifty-seven or forty-five, and yeah. then one thirty-six, and yeah, I've you'll got find a double
2: it. secret way I cut through the oh. country, but I don't recommend
1: it. To okay. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, thank you. Good no luck problem, with that. Brian. We appreciate it. Good luck with the show. You oh, sound great on oh, here. So thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck to you. Okay. How many years on the morning show now?
2: Uh, I've actually been on it. Let me stop and think, it's uh, been seven, seven years. years doing the whole show. I have filled in for Stevie enough back in the day. It seems like longer than that. I've actually been on it. This is my 20th year. Is here. Is that right? Starting in September. Wow. Yeah, Happy anniversary. Yeah.
1: Getting there. <laughs> All right, Dave, we'll Thank let you get mind. up to Gordyville. Okay. Thank you. All right. Three, five, six, nine, three, nine, seven is how you can uh, join us. Somebody wanted to know, do they have pork sandwiches and popcorn? Well, yes, they yes, they do. So he can, you can rest easy there. All right, let's go to Kent. Kent, good morning. Good morning How Rob? are you?
3: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Hey, I, uh, if you really stop and think about it, Jay Rosenstein's uh, maneuver there was absolutely brilliant. He's in a situation win-win and win now where if Yulai tries to sever their relationship, It will cost them large dollars, which will, of course, go to Jay. If he stays, he becomes even more of a kind of a minor leftist rock star. And in either course, his documentary gets new legs, and he's going to be the darling of of campus film festivals for years to come. And I would imagine there's probably a new documentary in the offing uh, going through his persecution. I mean the guy the guy it's brilliant I, I i couldn't I couldn't believe it when I saw it.
1: so what do you say about money the first thing I didn't quite follow you there you who? Who's...
3: if he try if he tries to sever sever his relationship with the with U of I as a tenured professor it's going to cost him hundreds of thousands if not a few million dollars okay we've seen this happen before with the with the uh, with the guy that they tried to try to get rid of who wasn't even hired on
1: so he's with the what is it media and cinema studies is that where he is? Over there, yeah, I yeah. think
3: I think he uh, he's kind of like the George Michael of journalism mm. now.
1: All right, well, it's a it's a uh, strange story, but you say it's a win win win, huh?
3: Oh, he's he's going to make out. There's <laughs> no way around it because it's just the way it is. One, you can play the victim card. This is this is the 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 era of the victim, and he's got himself set up perfectly to to, to make out on this. Why do you think he's grinning in his mugshot? Yeah. He knows. He's wired up, and he's ready to
1: go. All right. Well, he's on paid leave right now, so.
3: (laughs) Man, can I have one of those?
1: (laughs) All right. Hey, thanks, Kent. Bye. Appreciate it. 356-9397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. You can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Yes, the U of I professor, Jay Rosenstein. Arrested Monday night for allegedly videotaping a former unofficial Chief Alinowick portrayer in a restroom at State Farm Center. Has been put on paid administrative leave. That's pending an investigation. We'll talk more about this as we go along in the second hour, too, with Julie Worth from the News Gazette. She is working with uh, Mary Shank, and, of course, our newsroom, all covering this story here on DWS as well. And no charges. Uh, State's attorney, Julia Reitz. Uh, Made that decision uh, yesterday. The U of I uh, says, though, that they are looking into everything there. But in the meantime, he's on paid administrative leave. Back to the phones here on Penny at nine sixteen. Hi, Jim. Good morning.
4: Morning. How are you?
1: Hey. How are you?
4: (laughs) Pretty good. Uh, I was uh, surprised at Julia Reitz's decision not not to charge anything. I I always thought that. Uh, going in a public restroom and taking pictures of people would surely violate some law.
1: Well, I, I guess what is it, uh, Some people would say it's a misdemeanor. I don't know what the law says about that sort of thing. Obviously, it wasn't a smart, yeah. it wasn't a, a good or smart thing to do. But, um, uh-huh. but uh, I don't know how. I don't. Uh, states attorneys, you know, deal with a lot of charges for uh-huh. this and that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what's uh-huh. you know. Do you, do you uh, give a? Do you give? And I'm asking because I don't know. Do you give a ticket right. for every offense when you're driving, or do you give them a warning, or do you? I mean, right. is is it that? And I realize we're talking different things here, and I'm not trying to make the comparison. Uh-huh. I'm just in in the sense of what's charged I, uh, and what's not.
4: It it seems awfully odd though. Uh, uh, the precedent would be, well, I can go to Target and just start taking pictures of people in the restroom. Um, surely there's something there. You know? Yeah, it's a It was really incredible.
1: Apparently he was uh, booked. Okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Jim. Uh, Apparently Rosenstein, let's see here, was booked into the jail at 9.46 p.m. Monday, preliminary charge of unauthorized videotaping, which is usually a Class A misdemeanor, if the recording takes place in a public restroom without the permission of the person being recorded. Rosenstein was released from custody 9 a.m. Tuesday. According to Julia Reitz, who's at a conference in Washington, D.C., Jay Rosenstein has been released, will not be in court, we're declining to file charges. The criminal justice system, she says, is not the place to gain an advantage for one side or the other on a public debate. Reitz said she was not condoning Rosenstein's actions, but added there are other ways these issues can be addressed outside of criminal charges. So anyway, there you go. That was the comment from Julia Reitz the caller was referring to. All right, let's see here. We have some emails, Uh, Brian, I have thought I have what might be considered a silly question. I've watched basketball for some 50-odd years, never really understood this. What in the technical scorekeeper sense constitutes a turnover? I would assume throwing the ball out of bounds, a steal, a travel, a double dribble, palming the ball. Does it matter if a shot is taken on the possession or not? I certainly hope the answer is not as complicated as what qualifies as a save in baseball. That's from Kevin. Ian Arthur I have to look i I never am quite sure exactly you know, if a shot is taken I mean uh, turnovers are turnovers. I just know they're they're pretty basic outlines of what a turnover is. There are some technicalities so i I just have to kind of look in the um in the rule book I guess and see if there's anything more specific or a fine line between what's considered a turnover and what's not but uh, that's a really good question I hope it's not as complicated. It seems pretty simple to me. It is 9:19 here at DWS. Some national news. Chuck Schumer says he's pulling an offer to help fund the wall for President Trump. He'd offered $25 billion as part of a last-ditch effort when they were negotiating right before the government shutdown that went for three days. Now the president's fired back says, OK, no money for the wall or not at least what you were offering, no DACA. So they're back to that again. Of course, they have until February 8th to work something out. Also, the uh, Robert Mueller investigation, the whole Russia collusion story. Apparently, Robert Mueller talking with Attorney General Jeff Sessions, interviewed him. And they say, according to the Associated Press, they're getting closer to meeting with the president. Uh, there will be some law lawlerly jockeying back and forth on that. Line I women lose at Penn State last night, a triple-double. How about that? A triple-double, second in program history. For Alex Whitiger, she also goes over a 1,000 points for her career, but the Illini women lose at Penn State. Men's basketball last night, Northwestern over Minnesota, and wouldn't you know, Iowa blows out Wisconsin. How about that? The Hawkeyes beat the Badgers last night in Iowa City. 356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515-357. Email us talk at wdws.com. 921, 28 degrees, cloudy skies here at our studios in downtown Champaign. Hi, Judy. Good morning. How are you?
5: I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I have a question about last night. I made a call to the 5300 number because there was dead air on WDWS. And I wondered, is is that okay to do?
1: Oh, to let to us let, know?
5: To let you know that there's dead air.
1: Oh, sure. What 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 time was that?
5: Oh, it was about midnight. Oh. It was the overnight program.
1: Hmm. Okay. No, no, it never... Dead air
5: uh, for like five, six, seven minutes, and I was like, well, maybe they're working on it, maybe they're not, I'm not sure, maybe I should give them a call. Yeah. So I called, and Tamara answered the phone, and she's like, I didn't know that it wasn't on. I'll go fix it. So I wasn't sure whether that's an okay thing to do or not. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, no, feel free any time to do that. A lot of times we'll know it. Sometimes if there's something with a computer, there might be a computer glitch where some of the programming comes through off the satellite. There could have been an issue there. But, oh, yeah, you can always call. And we're one of the, uh, if not the only, we're one of the, few are only companies in around that have actually somebody here during the evening overnight to take calls like that so okay okay
5: i just didn't didn't know for sure and i didn't want to get anybody in trouble or anything but i was listening to it and all of a sudden it just died No air, nothing on there and i thought that can't be good for yeah, well. you guys to have dead air
1: <laughs> dead air is bad that's right
5: all right thank, thank you judy thank you.
1: We're at 923. We'll take a break. We've got news headlines at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with Julie Wirth in hour number two this morning. She covers the University of Illinois. I just saved a bunch of articles that she's written over the last couple of weeks. There is a lot going on at the university. So we'll talk with Julie Worth. She's been on that beat for several years. Comes up in the next hour. But to open lines here this first hour. Questions for Julie as well in the second hour all come in the same way. 3569397. Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line 3515 357. Email talk at wdws.com. Lots of texts and emails on the J. Rosenstein, Rosenstein story. We'll get to those next after the break on DWS. Welcome back to Penny for Your Thoughts here on Newstalk 1400 DWS. We are at nine twenty six. All right. Let's see here. We have some texts and emails. This is from. Uh, let's see here. Greg. The U of I should fire Rosenstein. He got what he wanted. They got rid of the chief. How many times did we hear the words "lack of institutional control"? Kaufman Rosenstein worked to get the chief removed. The U of I is scared to do anything to the troublemakers. They think nothing of hiring James Kilgore or a terrorist. Billy the Bomber errs. Julia Reach should also resign. This is uh, an email from Greg. People have had more than enough of her being soft on crime. Rosenstein said he was being singled out because of who he is. What he is, he a professor of his studies at the U of I. He has been stalking the former chief and cornered him in a restroom at the State Farm Center and video recorded him, a violation of state law, and REITs lets him skate. And Greg goes on, he says, to all the folks that have voted for REITs, I hope you're enjoying this kind of selective justice and hope you're getting your money's worth. The U of I should get ready to write a big check to Rosenstein. He's on paid administrative leave, by the way. That's from Greg. Also, a text from James. This is one of the first things Rosenstein said in his statement was that he was an award-winning filmmaker and journalist. That tells me enough about his character, an arrogant elitist. That text from James this morning. Also, I went to Wikipedia as far as the turnover. You can take what you want from this. It's from Wikipedia, but it says a basketball turnover occurs when a team loses possession of the ball to the opposing team before a player takes a shot at his team's basket. This can result from the ball being stolen, the player making mistakes such as stepping out of bounds, illegal screen, a double dribble, having a pass intercepted, throwing the ball out of bounds. These are all obvious. Three-second violation, five-second violation, committing an error such as traveling, shot clock violation, palming, a backcourt violation, or committing an offensive foul. A technical foul against a team that's in possession of the ball is a blatant example of a turnover because the opponent's awarded a free throw in addition to possession of the ball. And I like this. <laughs> Some people are prone to turnovers because of having poor court vision or making mental mistakes. <laughs> that pretty much defines it, doesn't it? Three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. You can email us, talk, at WDWS.com. Got a text here from Jane. It says, I understand things change. Why is Penny Lane not opening the show? The opening does not give you the hometown feeling. It feels like we are losing the chief all over again, in my opinion. That's from Jane. Well, I think, uh, and I debated this a little bit, I the, the Penny Lane, I love the opening of the uh, show that Jim used for many, many years. I just didn't feel, I felt that's kind of Jim's property in a sense, even though it's not. And so I just kind of decided that um, I would do something a little different. So we employed Gene Honda to to cut some opens for us with some music, and that's just kind of the way we decided to go. I I did it more out of respect for Jim than anything else. So because of all the years that he did the show, so but yeah, we'll we'll add some bumper music and we'll do some different things. But uh, you know, that was just kind of a decision we we discussed, and and I, I talked about, and it. it was kind of my own personal thing to do it more out of because of what Jim did for us all those years. And that was kind of his, his special open for, uh, for him. And, and he obviously, uh, love that. And uh, we all loved it, but uh, anyway, that's just kind of the thinking on that. But if you have a different opinion, that's fine too. Uh, let's go to a, let's see here. Who's up next? Alan, how are you Alan at nine twenty-nine,
6: 29? real good, fine. Good. I'm going to use a little mantra from, uh, Josh Whitman. We will win tonight.
1: We will win. You're you're pretty confident, huh?
6: Yeah. If we play like uh, as hard as we did the other night, we will win tonight.
1: Well, I think so. I think you're right. I was I,
6: think, go ahead.
1: I was going to say any team smaller than Michigan State, I think, is a good better matchup.
6: That would help. <laughs> uh, what I'd like to see, other than LeBron Black, I would like to see somebody have two or three good games in a row, not just one here and disappear again you know you know what I'm talking about I'm, I'm looking for Kipper Nichols to bank or you know bank on his last game but I don't know we haven't done it
1: well hopefully he can build on it but obviously he's got uh, his ceiling is pretty high I think that's why the coaches are on him a lot
6: well it can be but he hasn't been consistent and that's the way this game has pretty much been inconsistent
1: it's kind of what Brad told him after the game okay great game now forget yeah. about it and do it again. Exactly. So,
6: Hey, uh, I guess you didn't. maybe you didn't know this, but the Chief did show up at halftime uh, Monday night.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard and saw. I've seen pictures of it.
6: Yeah, so I'm going to go by. Uh, I don't know if he comes to every uh, Big Ten game now or up in the stands or not. Uh, I don't know. It was good to see him, and I think most of the people are glad to see him. But why we got to have such... Uh, people that we do that's against it, I'll never understand.
1: Well, it's a strange story, the most recent story anyway.
6: Yeah, I was wonder why the cops are all around there in the uh in the aisles like they were out there. What in the world's going on? There's more cops here than usual and I guess that was it.
1: Yeah, I don't know what their usual presence is. I don't I don't keep track of that, but
6: Well you never see them in the aisle like that. It's usually yeah. just the issues and all that, but uh uh-huh. They were hanging around in the aisles where I was
1: sitting quite a bit, quite a while. Yeah. All right. Hey, Alan, thank you. Yep. Good to hear from you. Illinois, Indiana, tonight at 8. Line on game day with Scott Beatty at 630 from State Farm Center. We've got Michael Kaiser next with DWS News. Stay tuned.
0: With Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at wdws.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 217-351-5357.
7: Where it began, I can't begin to know it,
1: but then I know it's growing strong. That is uh, Neil Diamond, his birthday today, seventy seven. Sweet Caroline. There you go, three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357 or email us talk at WDWS.com. We're sad to hear that Neil Diamond's not going to be touring in concert anymore, apparently struggling with the Parkinson's, so he has stopped touring. But certainly I think most of us, if you've listened at any point to music over the years or been to a concert, you've probably been to a Neil Diamond concert somewhere along the way. Let's go back to the phones. Dale's up next. Hey, Dale. Good morning.
8: Good morning, Brian. How you doing? Good. Hey, um, um a year ago, and I just we just pulled out the receipt. My wife uh, went to Bex uh, there on Neil Street and got a or tried to get a Foyd card. Uh, sent the money in, and the date on this thing is that we were there it was January twenty third or seventeen. We have not received anything from that. I don't know who to get a hold of. I tried finding the uh, state police uh, number in my phone book, and it's no lo- It's not in there at all. So, hmm. does it take a year to get a void card?
1: Boy, I have no idea. I've never tried to get one.
8: Oh well, huh. we just we have some antique shotguns, and that's the only reason that we uh, you know tried are trying to get one. It's just our Cover you know cover what we got so.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I am, I don't know, but I I assume somebody in our audience probably does.
8: Yeah, so. I was I was too. If I could get a phone number for the state police or somebody else that knows anything, I got the receipt right in front of me and and uh, and, and everything. So I mean, I'm 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 just curious what happened to it.
1: Okay. Know? Well, hopefully somebody can help us with that. We'll look for the state police number. See if there's something we can All come right. up with. All right, thank you. Thanks, Dale.
6: Thank you.
1: Appreciate the call. Three five six nine three nine seven. Text us Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line. Three five one five three five seven. Email us talk at WDWS Greg is next in line. Hi, Greg.
9: Hi. Uh, I I have uh, some information for that last caller. Uh, I have a Floyd card and uh number on the back of oh, it's two one seven five two four three eight four seven and uh it it shouldn't take that long it, i think it takes about three months maybe at the at the longest
1: hmm. okay yeah i didn't uh, i didn't know what the length of time usually is but yeah um
9: no the, the reason i called uh i was wondering uh, i don't know, maybe somebody at the news gazette could look into it and uh, report on it but uh, i'm wondering how much uh if if Rosenstein donated to uh, Julia Reed's you know, state's attorney campaign or whatever, and how much he donated. I don't know if that had an influence on her decision to decline to press charges. But her excuse of, uh, you know, not wanting to pick one side or the other. Well, she obviously did pick one side because she declined to press charges. If it had been anybody else, yeah, they'd have had charges pressed on. Uh, I I I don't buy that excuse, and uh, I don't think a lot of other people are buying it either, from the sounds of it. Yeah, that's kind of what it
1: sounds like. But I I don't know. You know, people donate to all kinds of people for various reasons. I I don't know if you know you can go in and say, well, because I donated to this person, that's why they did it. I mean, I suppose you could circumstantially look at it like that. But I don't. That'd be hard to prove. I think.
9: Yeah, well, it just it doesn't. I don't think it it looks good for either one of them when they do things like that. I I don't think she should be in a position, you know, if if she's gonna make decisions like that, she shouldn't be in that position. So, that's just my
1: opinion. All right, but thanks. Hey, have thanks, a good day. Thanks for your opinion. Well, that's again uh, opinions and why we have uh, what ballot boxes and everything else. You know, if you don't like what someone does, you have a chance to. To vote them out, as they say. Let's go to uh, the phones again. Bobby, hey, good morning, Bobby.
10: Hey, good morning,
1: Brian. How are you, sir?
10: Hey, I'm doing all right. Uh, you sound good, but anyway. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I want to talk about, uh, about the Dreamers, man. All
1: right, what about them?
10: These kids been here all their life. And, uh it is obvious, everybody knows it. it's, a, it's, a, it's a factor that uh, Donald Trump is a stone racist, bigoted bigoted president, he shouldn't even be president but what is the Republican Party becoming? More of a white supremacist? I mean they're trying to protect, they're trying to protect Donald Trump from the investigation when well, they know this man they know this party, this party, the Republican Party got to be more inclusive of, of minorities, brown and black people. Uh-huh. But they're, being so, they're being so negative towards the people of color. And, uh, and, dream, and dream, I think it's a really a big shame what happened down in Puerto Rico.
1: Oh, with the hurricane and all the...
10: Yeah, the hurricane and all that, it destroyed the whole... Mm-hmm. Caribbean, Caribbean islands. Sure, and uh, and these Republicans, they they celebrating a great big tax cut to make all a million dollars, but they're not being inclusive of being what they're gonna do about all of them all those islands, Puerto Rico and all the other islands down through there. Yeah. And they are considered Americans and and it seemed like to me with Donald Trump and they protecting him that the Republican party is becoming being more inclusive to being white supremacists
1: well I I, I don't agree with you on that but I I just think look uh, Puerto Rico's infrastructure was terrible to begin with so when the hurricane came, it pretty much took out what was already a bad infrastructure to begin with. So now you can you can talk about all the wrangling over the, the money or so to to get there, and that's been caught up in some congressional debate. But I don't I don't necessarily buy the argument that, you know, they're just trying to exclude Puerto Rico because of where they are and who they are.
10: Yeah, but look at all that tax, all the millionaires and billionaires. And yeah. All that money they got, they got hidden <laughs> that they don't even pay any
1: taxes. Yeah. Well, if you, if the thing is though, Bobby, if you pay more taxes, you you're going to get a bigger cut, tax cut, right? Uh, no, no. Oh no, no,
10: well, no.
1: Well, I no. mean, if if you're not paying much or very little in taxes, why should someone like that get a big tax cut? But if you're paying big taxes, shouldn't you get a bigger cut?
10: No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. No? Okay. The
10: rich the rich ought to be paying more. <laughs> lots more. Lots more. They're oh. already rich.
1: Yeah. All right. Hey I Bobby. Mean,
10: it's nothing to them with money. Hey Bobby, I, I mean, got... They pay more they will
1: they can't even they can't even they
10: can't even, see, they can't even see it They have so much money.
1: All right. Hey, thanks for the call, Bobby. Always great to hear from you, okay?
10: Hey Brian, another thing I want to sit on top of that.
1: Oh, one more thing?
10: Yeah, just one more
1: thing. All right, make it quick. We're
10: the people that we are the, we, we are the ones that made them rich, so they are to contribute back to the community. Thank you, Jim. All right, hey, thank, you, thank,
1: thank you, sir. Appreciate it. There you go. We could go a variety of ways on that one, but I don't have time to go three different ways. All right, let's go to uh, 947. Let's see. This is Richard. Hey, Richard. <laughs> Good morning, Brian. What a, what a tough act to follow. <laughs> uh, I, I'm calling in to try to get a little
4: information. I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm sure much of the uh, listening audience has. There's a, a Rauner commercial out showing um, a conversation between uh, former Governor Blagojevich and mm-hmm. J.D. Pritzker. Yeah. And it sounds like, and I, this is what I wanted clarification on, it sounds like... Um, Bogoyevich is offering him something—a position, a governmental position, an appointment of some kind—and uh, it looks real shady, and of, and of course it is. But uh, if you don't know, maybe a listener will call in and elucidate me on: uh, Was Bogoyevich offering something to Pritzker, or just trying to get his advice?
9: He asks him at uh, one point, uh, "Are you a, are you in, are you a lawyer?" "Yeah, yeah." So.
1: Anyway. Okay, so you're have wondering you, what's you what it, what what they're saying in the Rounder commercial about Pritzker and Blagojevich,
6: right?
8: All right. Yes. Okay.
1: I, and I'll be listening. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for the call. Well, we got a bunch of texts in here from a, on a variety of topics. Text from Julie says, "No, it doesn't take a year. We're talking about the Foyd card. At least it didn't five years ago when I got mine. Only took a month or so." Text from Jack says if the Foyd card caller went to backs most likely they dropped the ball they provide a service and should follow up when their services don't meet expectations. Another text says Bobby thinks the dreamers are little children. Text from Bill am i the only one the only listener that's tired of hearing Bobby's garbage he's just another bad broken record. Text from Sharon i think we should all go into bathrooms with our cell phone camera on because obviously it's not a crime. State's attorney, Julia Reach just proved she won't prosecute for it. Another text says, Go Chief. Text from Bill says, Don't try to explain simple addition and subtraction to Bobby. <laughs> uh, this one from Kay, she goes, I just heard you explain why you aren't using the Penny Lane song anymore. I understand. I talked about just out of respect for Jim more than anything. But I'm among those who miss it, since you and the station are... So closely tied to the U of I, maybe you could get a version of Penny Lane as performed by the Illini Band. Just a thought. That's from Kay. Email from Sarah says, I always thought you could not even record somebody talking, say, on a phone without their consent. I guess you're able to now in Champaign County if you holler loud enough you are a hotshot filmmaker. Is that occupation considered honorable anymore? So can anybody film anybody if they state it for artistic reasons? So there you go. That's a flood of texts and emails just here in the last couple of minutes. Nine fifty here on DWs. We need a break. Let's do that. We've got some phone callers. We'll get to you. We have Jim and Mike straight ahead, and maybe one more here before the top of the hour. Stay tuned on Penny for your thoughts. It's <laughs> the first hour. We had Dave Gentry off the top talking about the Midwest Ag Expo up in Gordyville. We're at nine fifty-three. Lots of calls. The Jay Rosenstein uh, Rosenstein story is fueled a lot of those we'll talk to julie worth about that as well in our number two among other university of illinois news so get ready for that and lots of texts and emails we appreciate those just keep them rolling in january's radon action month woods basement systems radon experts can help determine if a building's radon levels are above the epa's recommended levels and if so can they can install an aesthetically pleasing and affordable radon mitigation system. And other uh, wall cracks, crawl space, uh, basement issues. If you have any of those, don't try to mess with those yourself. Get some help. Woods Basement Systems. They can give you a free estimate. Call Woods Basement Systems, 888-935-4333 or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com. Indiana basketball, Illinois basketball tonight at the State Farm Center against Indiana. Boy, I grew up not liking the Hoosiers. Those candy-stripe pants they wear, right? For the warm-ups... Bobby Knight and Company and all those years. Let's go to Jim. How are you, Jim?
7: I'm doing great. Brian, how about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm a regular caller. I haven't called in since uh Jim turned the show over to you. You're doing a fine job, I want to add. Oh, thank you. You always you always have. Uh Bobby just gets gets me riled up and I've settled down here a little bit. Uh fifty percent of Americans right now, basically don't pay any effective taxes. They get back everything that they, they pay in, just under 50%. That is a fact. Now, the people, the taxes have been lowered. Everybody's gonna get more. So those people that never paid taxes are actually gonna get a little more back anyway. Lowering these taxes for these large corporations it's proven now because there's over 900 major corporations have come out with some kind of bonus program or more benefits and or better wages. Most of those, a majority of them have said in their press releases that it's due to the corporate tax cuts. Nancy Pelosi says that it's only crumbs but I'm telling you Somebody that's living paycheck to paycheck, if they get a $1,000 one-time bonus, it means a, lot. That's a big, it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. We're not multimillionaires like these folks. We're, uh, and I just, and, and to just lump all Republicans as bigots and racists is silly. It's not true. There are racists on both sides of the aisle. But to lump republics, I'm so tired of hearing that from the mainstream media yeah. and people like Bobby.
1: Well, and, I, and you're right, and then there there are not. And you can't do that. But I would, when somebody says that, I just ignore it because you know it's not true. So that's you know what I, mean. I,
7: I know in my heart the way I am, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then one more real quick. Okay. This this gentleman over to U of I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very disappointed, Julia Reitz chose not to charge him because anybody else if they were to film or take pictures in a public restroom it is definitely against the law and i don't care if this guy's a professor or not he knew what he was doing Hmm. and he can call himself a journalist or whatever it's illegal he should be arrested and possibly even be fired so that's just my two cents for the day
1: hey jim thank you
7: Appreciate your time.
1: Appreciate it. We we'll go from one gym to the next too. Hi, Jim. Good morning.
4: Hi. Hi, Brian. Hey, I I echo everybody's thoughts on Julia Reitz. I've had some I've now I'm gonna reiterate here. I have never been in the court system, I've never been arrested. But I'll tell you what, when I think about you know, back there during the Ferguson effect and that uh debacle that happened over there on uh, I think it was uh, central where those kids went out and they broke the windshield to that lady's car and she kept that hush hush and of course i'm sure that uh the lady got paid for her windshield or window whatever it was broken nothing was done nothing was done with the university down here at the homecoming thing when they blocked the street and that none of this stuff i mean people that are living day to day and have been brought up the right way are getting tired of this stuff now i've got a i caught her in a lie there was a guy here in my town that was uh, issued a ticket for riding no driver's license riding a four-wheeler on a public street and they dropped she dropped the charge so i took me five calls to the state's attorney to finally get to talk to her because she kept hiding from me and i said why did you drop drop the charge her reply was well We never got the police report. And I said, well, then how could you have a trial or a hearing if you didn't have the police report? So then uh, she called me back about 20 minutes later. She said, guess what? That police report just came across my uh, desk. We might have to reopen that case. Mm -hmm. Well, now right there, what's that tell you? So then, I seen her at a pancake and sausage deal about a month later, and I told her who I was. Oh yeah, she said, "I remember you." I said, "Well, I'm the one that was very, uh, you know, mad about you dropping that case." Well, I don't remember anything
1: about that. Hey, hey, Jim, I remembered my name. I got to run to the news here, Jim, but uh, I appreciate it.
4: That's that's it.
1: Thank you, sir. All right, Julie Worth. In the next hour, more on this on WDWs, Champaign Urbana.
0: It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Here again, Brian Barnhart.
1: All right, welcome, Penny, for your thoughts. Continuing here on this Wednesday, it is Wednesday, yes, 28 degrees here at 1011. And again, headed for a high in the mid to upper 40s, low 50s here as we end the week. Let me give you the phone numbers, 356-9397. Text line has been busy today, humming, 3515-357. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. Julia, uh, sorry, uh, Julie Worth, not Julia Reach. Julie Worth, coming up here in the next segment, uh, up until 11 o'clock. She covers the University of Illinois, and of course, the Jay Rosenstein story has slid over into the U of I area. But uh, we'll touch on that and some other U of I topics as we go here today. Tomorrow morning at nine, Mark Johnson. You may remember him as the U of I wrestling coach. Several years now, he's been in charge over at the Y M C A, that beautiful building out there. That uh, every time I go there, that place is absolutely packed. And he's retiring soon. We'll visit with Mark Johnson in the 9 o'clock hour tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock open line, 9 a.m. open line Friday. And then I've got something new I'm going to start doing on Fridays, the last hour of the last Friday of the month. We'll just have some fun. And I'll tell you about that maybe later today or tomorrow. And uh, I think you'll like this. Anyway, uh, let's go back to the phones here, and Carl is with us. We'll get Julie Worth in here in just a moment. Uh, Carl, good morning. How are you?:
11: Hey, hey Brian, I, I'm doing great. I uh, just want to let you know that I got the flu on Monday, and I've been in Carl. I was in the emergency room for eight hours, and then they put me in a room, and I've had the shot already, but I got the the new kind of flu. but uh, I was tired. And I'm 67, so I'm letting. I want to let everybody know. If you feel tired, or um, having trouble remembering stuff, or getting queasy, mm-hmm. uh, go to uh, the emergency room, someplace in town, and and get checked out. 'Cause they uh, they told me you've got you've got the flu, the other. So they gave me uh, Tammy flu.
1: Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, that's supposed to help, I guess, or at least know,
11: it, it did. They gave me one yeah. today. I might get out today. I've got to go walking up here on the seventh floor, but uh, but yeah, it uh, knocked me out. I'll tell you that much.
1: Yep. Well, there's a lot of it going around, and I know. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I guess uh, Julie Pride said, when you feel it come on, a fever really fast, you know, and you just it knocks you off your feet. That's the time to go in. So.
11: Yeah. I I, uh, I called uh, where I worshipped at, and I called where I go to a men's fellowship breakfast. And I got to call uh, Flesser's Candy Kitchen because I was down there on on Monday, I think it was. Yeah, Monday. So I got to call there and let them know because, uh, you know, they they probably should check everybody if anybody's feeling queasy because I was real tired Monday. And so my girlfriend told me to take me to the Maroonce room. And they, the yeah. uh, nurse practitioner said, we're going to give you a room.
1: Oh, very good. Well, I hope you get better soon, Carl.
11: Oh, I, I will. This is the first time I talk to you because I've never talked to
1: you. Oh, well, I appreciate you taking the time to call in.
11: Yeah, it, it was fun. Yeah. Thank you very well, much. Well, great.
1: Thank you. Bye. Glad you're with us. All right, Julie Worth is with us. Hi, you don't, You don't have the flu, do you? Have no, you had it? I hope not. I you don't hope think so. Not? I'm getting nervous now. <laughs> Well, good to have you here. You've been on the University of Illinois beat. How many years?
12: Well, it's been a long time. Uh, kind of on and off when I came here. I, I think I covered it in the 90s and then took some time off to have kids and kind of got wrangled back into this beat in, mm-hmm. the, in the 2000s. So, a long time.
1: Yeah, you, so you've seen about everything that's happened over there.
12: Yes, yeah. A <laughs> lot of things. A lot of some issues that just don't go away. Yeah, so.
1: like the Chief, which has resurfaced again in a in an odd way with his whole Professor Rosenstein uh, story. I know the U of I... On their end of it, basically said, even though uh, it's not their discuss charges, Julia Reitz is the one who said, "Hey, we're not going to press charges in this case." But the U of I says, "Hey, we are going to do something," and what well, he's on administrative leave right now, right?
12: Yeah, <clears throat> they put out a statement yesterday saying they put him on paid administrative leave during uh, in- pending an investigation, which they're gonna. They didn't reveal many details about how that's going to happen, um, but they said they might make the outcome of that public uh, when it's over. So we'll try to find out more about that. Yeah.
1: Well, the whole chief story intersects time and again, doesn't it? Yeah, over the years,
12: it's one of those how many years? Eleven years now. They've since they retired it, and it just keeps coming back. You know, there's a very passionate group that just wants to bring it back in some fashion, and there's an equally passionate group that feels it's wrong mm-hmm. and and uh, racist, and you know that they keep clashing. So, yeah.
1: well, there's been some talk from different chancellors. Uh, Chancellor Wise was here. Chancellor Jones now. I know there's been talks back and forth about what to do and how to you know obviously uh, from the sports standpoint it's not coming back at least in the form it was right but there's been discussions on how to you know do it in some capacity in the honor of the chief society is has been the big driver of that from the other side i guess
12: yeah they've been pushing the campus to try to do some remembrance of the chief somehow I, there hasn't been a lot of i don't think real dialogue about that in recent years and mm-hmm. um, that's been kind of coming on on and off over the years but um, you know I don't, the university is not going to bring the chief back as as the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Some people just say we should remember it in some historical way, um, but the honor of the chief group, I think, is pushing for something more tangible, and um, kind of that's where it sits. The chancellor, you know, who's already dealt with this, you know, in his year here um, with the war chant issue, um, would like to have some kind of campus dialogue where people aren't yelling at each other, but just talking about this. and uh, that was supposed to happen last semester. It didn't. I don't know currently what the plans are for okay. that. Okay,
1: Julie Worth is with us. She covers the University of Illinois has for many years. Do you have any questions for her regarding the U of I? Certainly, we'll touch on some of the uh, big stories she's been covering here lately. We're at ten seventeen. Before we get into some of the other stories, tuition and so forth, you had a really nice story. Was it yesterday on a <laughs> young man at the U of I? Yes. To, uh, just fill very, people in real quick on what that was. Very
12: nice story. We had we had a call from a group in Chicago called Bottom Line that helps. Uh, kids from disadvantaged backgrounds, tough neighborhoods who are, you know, want to go to college, talented, uh, but just might not have the means. And uh, pointed us to a kid named Marquise Lanier, who is a math major here at U of I, uh, had a, you know, t- a rough childhood. You know, he was attacked once walking home from school by some other kids. His father was shot and killed at a party. But he has a lot of resolve and determination. And with this group's help in high school, he was able to Applied to a lot of different colleges, get some financial help from the university and other sources, and is now a freshman at U of I and did well his first semester and just just a nice kid and mm-hmm. uh, and so they you know they this program started in Boston expanded to Chicago a few years back and they now have uh, 40 kids at U of I that they've mm-hmm. helped so uh, it, it was a nice story
1: yeah very nice story it was in the was that yesterday yeah I think yesterday's yesterday story in the News Gazette so you can check that out it was written by Julie Worth who covers the University of Illinois three five six nine three nine seven you can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357, and you can email us, talk at com. All right, you did a story the other day on tuition in Illinois, comparing to some of the other schools in the Big Ten and the Midwest, I guess. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that. What did you find?
12: Well, the university was acting on a, on its tuition rates for next fall and had decided to have a freeze for in-state mm-hmm. undergraduates for the fourth year, and they're very proud of that. But, you know, part of the reason they did it is that uh, in earlier part of the century here, they, they their rates had gone up, you know, pretty uh, on a higher rate, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, U of I's tuition fees combined are near the top of the Big Ten, behind only Penn State and, and Northwestern. And compared to some of their peers around the country, too, they're still relatively high in terms of in-state tuition. So they're trying to let other people catch up to them, you know, while they hold the costs down. Um, but, it, you know, it's obviously still an issue. Uh, they They say financial the people who turn down U of I to go elsewhere, they, the top ten reasons they give or something are financially related. You know, mm-hmm. not enough financial aid, it's too expensive, I had better offers out of state. So they're very aware of that and they're trying to boost financial aid and, you know, keep costs low. But, you know, it, it's an issue for families and for them.
1: Well, it sure is. And I know I think you may have done the story or somebody did about where the students that are not staying in state, where they are going. And yeah. I think Iowa, was it Iowa State?
12: Iowa, Iowa State Indiana and Missouri I believe um, and you know those schools have some automatic financial aid things that kick in if you have a certain grade point or a certain ACT score and that tends to bring their costs down to Illinois in-state rates or within range And and, and if you're a really good student they offer lots more so I think you know they're actively recruiting there's a Demographic kind of downturn in the number of high school seniors in the Midwest, um, which was interesting. And so those states, which aren't as populous as Illinois, see all the kids coming out of Illinois, and you know we need bodies, and mm-hmm. so they're being very competitive in terms of recruiting kids from from Illinois.
1: We're here with Julie Worth. If you have any questions for her, she does a great job covering the University of Illinois has for many years, and lots of different issues connected to a university. I always think that's amazing because you basically. You've got a city right in the middle of two cities. Yeah, that's exactly
12: right. right. Yes, yeah. with its own unique issues, too. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, if you want to uh, visit with her, she's here for this hour. Again, we'll have Mark Johnson on tomorrow at 9 in the first hour, open line hour number two. 3569397, Texas, and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. Some of the other schools in that uh, cost comparison Penn State, Illinois, Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan State, and Minnesota. We're on that list as far as the uh, tuition and fees cost. And some of the other schools included Cal Berkeley, Cal San Diego, UCLA, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa near the bottom of that particular list. And yeah. that's why they've done well with yeah, some of the right. Illinois kids, I would assume.
12: Yeah. Now, their out-of-state tuition, obviously, is higher. I right. think it's in you know mid-20s. Mm-hmm. But, there are, like I said before, there are these automatic scholarships that kick in if you have a 3.5 or 3.8 or whatever. So, you know, they, they know that. That's the bottom line for a lot of families, you know, the cost. So
1: We're ten Let's go to the phones. Tom, good morning.
9: Good
12: morning. I wanted to ask
13: Julie. Uh, I uh, recently attended Eastern. I've got an associate degree from uh, Lakeland. I went to, talk to Lakeland and recently attended Eastern. The uh, cost per credit hour is $344. I'm, what is it at the U of I?
12: You know, I don't know the credit hour cost offhand. I can certainly look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they tend to publish their rates in terms of, how you know, full-time course load. So 12 to 15 hours is typically a full-time load. So, and right now the base tuition rate for that is around $12,000 plus $3,000 in fees. So I can't do the math, but mm-hmm. you know, that that's generally, I, they probably publish a per hour rate and I'm, I just don't have it in front of me, I'm sorry it's probably yeah, more though I think to... I think it's probably higher than that
13: oh yeah yeah i well I didn't have the I think but do you lie though when you're talking about tuition you're talking about housing and all that right
12: well no that's just tuition and fees so housing is another ten thousand roughly on top of that so you know base tuition and fees about fifteen thousand another ten thousand for housing room and board I should say housing mm-hmm. and food and then on top of that books and other incidentals so they the U of I says your total cost if you come there will be somewhere around thirty thousand. And tuition is much higher oh, for some. Stu- wow. Yeah, if you and if and if you're in engineering or business or some higher cost fields, um, they charge you a surcharge. So the, I think engineering students the tuition alone is seventeen thousand. Mm-hmm. So you know add another five thousand. So that would be more like thirty five thousand total. So it's oh, it's pricey. Wow. So, you know,
13: Twelve hours. Um, I watched it fourteen hours.
6: But yeah. That's
13: uh, anyway, uh, the full-time student is 12 hours at Eastern, 12 times 344 per hour, I mean, that can't even come close to so, yeah. your know, right. life. Save a lot of money by sending the kids to Eastern.
12: Well, there, <laughs> okay. yeah, well, there are definitely lower-cost options in-state, that's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: thank you, Tom. Uh, okay,
12: uh, thank you.
1: We're at ten twenty-four. We're with Julie Worth. I got a text in. Says thank you, Julie, for yesterday's column about the young man attending the U of I and doing so well. One front page for positive reasons, and congratulations to him and you for your great work at the News Gazette. So we appreciate hey. that. Text. That's
12: very nice. Thank you.
1: We'll take a break. Back with Julie Worth from the News Gazette. We're in downtown Champaign here on DWS. A penny for your thoughts. Questions for Julie? Anything related to the U of I? Uh, she can uh, give an answer or find out somehow, because she's pretty well-connected over there. So we'll come back with more after this. We are back on Penny for Your Thoughts. We're at 1027. Glad you're with us this morning. If you have any comments via the phone, 356-9397. Text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, or you can email us at talk at wdws.com. And some other issues related, stories connected that Julie Wirth has worked on, covering the University of Illinois, also does a column, are we there yet, and that has to do with your family most of the time, right?
12: Yeah, it kind of started out as a you know a take on motherhood or parenthood, and back in twenty, I don't know two thousand eight twenty ten, I can't mm-hmm. remember now it's all blur. <laughs> and how old are your kids now? Oh, they're now they're fourteen and seventeen, almost Ooh, eighteen, so wow. yeah, they and they, Teenagers. Don't like, they don't like me writing about them anymore. <laughs> so we kind of pivot to general issues affecting yeah. parents. I learned that when I was kids.
1: on the radio when my daughters were growing up, once they hit a certain age. I don't want to. Didn't want to embarrass them. Right, but talking about them too much on the air. I do more generalizations it's, rather than specific stories. It's
12: but. so easy to embarrass them. Let's yeah. face it. So yeah, I, I <laughs> actually of, try to sometimes. Yeah, kind but, of fun in a way. But, but, but the, I want to respect that. Yeah. So now right. we, you know, sometimes I write more about, you know, people, you mm-hmm. know, and their stories rather than my own. Per- but mm-hmm. you know, they we still have the occasional personal one.
1: Let me ask you this, too, before we get news headlines here at the bottom of the hour. I, obviously, my position, I uh, work with uh, coaches at the University of Illinois and have over the years, many years now. Uh, you're, as a writer, you're a different, little different role than I am, but you're still covering. You get to know the the presidents, the chancellors. that's uh, a unique relationship you have. I mean, you're working with them, but you're covering them. They have a vantage point from their side. You're trying to get facts. You, you know, sometimes you have to FOIA things or whatever. Right. That's, just talk about that dynamic a little bit, how that how that works.
12: Well, obviously, it gets awkward sometimes. I mean, you know, we we relate all the time, or I see them at meetings, or have to call them for different issues, and, you know, you have a good working relationship with people, but, you know, there's plenty of times when things like what came up yesterday come up, or, Mm -hmm. you know, some other contentious issue, and you have to ask tough questions, and Mm -hmm. we've had our share of disagreements about things over the years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it sort of depends on the individual. Um, I've had better relationships with some people than others, and 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 we do, you know, we do FOIA a lot of things because it's sometimes tough to get the information you need.
1: And I know sometimes Robin Kaler works over there and does mm-hmm. a great job handling a lot of, I'm sure you work with her a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, and I think they under they get it. I mean, they understand they're in a very public position. They're going to have to deal with issues like that and your job, but you have to do your job and they have to do theirs. And it's just an interesting, um, I don't know if dance is the word, but it's an interesting relationship that goes on between the two, so. All right, let's go to the phones here, and I believe we have, uh, let's see here, Red is up. Hi, Red, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh,
14: I have a comment uh, that uh, ties into your discussion this morning that might be of interest. Okay. Uh, I have a grandson who was accepted at the College of Engineering at the University of Illinois and chose Iowa State uh, over Illinois for two reasons, uh, one being cost. And, uh, the second being, uh, Iowa state's aggressive, uh, job placement. Um, uh, so I just thought that might be of interest to you. Uh, cost certainly has a lot to do, uh, with couples trying to, uh, uh, send their kids to, uh, a high class program. And, uh, Illinois, I think, uh, loses a lot of students to out-of-state schools,
1: purely because of cost. Thank you. Okay, thank you. You can address
5: that.
12: Yeah, I mean, I think we hear this story a lot. Um, uh, The other schools are recruiting aggressively and oftentimes can offer more financial aid, the U of I Engineering Program is very highly rated, gets a lot of applications, and they also offer a lot of financial aid too. But um, you know, you do get kids saying, you know, it just comes down to the money, and uh, you know, I had a better, I had a better deal out of state.
1: Mm-hmm. I, uh, when my daughter is now at a different university, Belmont down in Nashville, but when she was getting mail from university, she got a lot of mail from Ball State. Which they were, I guess they were on, on, on a big push to get kids out of Illinois. And it was, you know, there's schools like that, I guess, neighboring schools, neighboring states. Yeah, so and
12: we noticed that this year, too. My son's been applying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, stuff you've never heard of arrives <laughs> in your mailbox, you know. And you can tell. I mean, schools really are competing. Yeah.
1: Right. Julie Wirth is with us here for this hour. We've got callers waiting. We'll get to you, your emails, your texts. Michael Kaiser with a news update. Back with Julie Worth from the News Gazette in a moment. Welcome back, Penny, for your thoughts. Here on DWS, we're on Wednesday. We had a busy first hour. Lots of texts and emails about the Professor Rosenstein and all that happened in that particular case. Uh, we also have a text in here. Let's see. This is from Gary he says, I might suggest that Julia Reese may be channeling George Bernard Shaw in regards to Rosenstein. I learned long ago, never wrestle with a pig, you get dirty, and beside the pig likes it. That uh, text in this morning. We're with uh, Julie Wirth. She's from the News Gazette, covers the uh, University of Illinois. Let me remind you, if you're worried about retirement, are you prepared for retirement? Well, nearly half of the households headed by someone age 55 to 64 have no retirement savings. Let me mention that. No retirement savings. How can you transition into a happy retirement even if your savings fall short of your goals? Bucy Wealth Management recommends creating a simple retirement snapshot. Estimate your income. Visit BUCY.com for a financial calculator projecting your retirement expenses, food, clothes, housing, health care. Boy, health care is a big one. Uh, also prepare for retirement with several savings options, individual retirement accounts, traditional or Roth, 401K plans. Jump into those if you can. Profit sharing. The sooner you begin saving, the better. And it's not too late. Get it done. For more retirement and financial planning tips, contact Busey on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. For Hashtag Wealth Wednesday, it's a new social media initiative, Busey Wealth Management Team. And so visit their website, Busey Wealth Management. Happy to help out with retirement planning. Let's go back to the phones. Anna Wall is on with us here. We're with Julie Wirth from the News Gazette. Hey, Anna Wall, how are you?
13: I'm fine. I I was late uh, getting to turn the radio on this morning. Is this the young lady that uh, wrote the wonderful story about the Afro-American students' achievement at the U of I?
1: That would be the same one.
13: Well, I want to thank her for that and tell her how much I enjoyed it. And also, if you will provide me the opportunity, I would like to tell you how much I enjoy you. Well, because you are objective, and that's the way you're supposed to be. Keep up the good work, and thank God for the news Gazette.
1: All right.
12: That's all I have to say.
1: Thank you, Anna Wall. Good to hear from thank, you.
12: Thank you. Yes. Thank you.
1: Three five six nine three nine seven. You could probably write a story a day on student stories at the U of I.
12: Yeah, I mean, we we used to do a top ten seniors thing every May, mm-hmm. you know, for graduation and. I would always interview these kids and think, "Oh my gosh, I'm such a failure." You know, like they, they've done so much by age 22 and had have so much problems out of them. But the story yesterday really seemed to hit a chord with people. I got mm-hmm. quite a few emails about that, and you know, you don't always hear from people after stories run, so it was nice. Yeah.
1: What is the? I know a lot of the uh, population from overseas comes from China, right? The, the international. Yeah. Students students. Most of them from China. Where else would they come from? I mean, the, the
12: biggest percentage come from China. Yeah. The overwhelming mm-hmm. ma- majority, I would say. Um, also, India mm-hmm. and South Korea. Those are the next two largest countries. But I think you know, uh, it's like a hundred countries altogether. You mm-hmm. know, they come from all over the world. From but all th- over the those world. Those are the biggest, I think.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can join us here or with Julie Worth from the News Gazette. She covers the University of Illinois. I know they went through the real. Uh, and, you know, we had Eastern Illinois mentioned, Western, Southern. They really went through the meat grinder with the whole budget dispute in Springfield. And the yeah. U of I took some hit. They're so big it almost, I mean, they did some things, but how are they doing? How have they reacted to all that's happened in Springfield? They finally got a budget last July.
12: Right. They got a budget last July, and it was lower than their budget from a couple of years before. And for the universities, they, they never did get some money that, you know, they typically would have gotten for the fiscal 2016. So I think they got like 25% of their budget roughly. I think U of I was affected, and, you know, we did some stories about individual departments and programs that had to make some cuts, and but not like the other schools around the state. U of I has such a, you know, vast array of income sources, you know, from private donations to contracts and research grants, and, you know, they have a lot more resources for that than some of the other schools, so Eastern, Western you know Chicago State up in Chicago they really really went through the ringer and you know had to lay off faculty in some cases or employees and cut some programs
1: I don't know if some of those schools are out of the woods yet
12: no really. and it's you know we're kind of still looking into that it's it's hard to say I think there's um, you know they're waiting to see what happens for this next year you know what kind of appropriation they get um, they want to get back to the levels they were at in 2015 but I don't know if that's going to happen, given the state's situation. Julie
1: Worth with us here. We're at three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us. Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, and email us talk at wdws dot com. We've talked quite a bit today about the Jay Rosenstein uh, story uh, earlier in the first hour that uh, generated a lot of heat. Of course, uh, anything connected with the chief tends to do that uh, in some one form or the other. And the U of I. We've talked about the U of I budget working with the U of I. Uh, President, Chancellor, down through the years, uh, things sort of stabilized now. I mean, Chancellor Jones has been in what a year plus. President Colleen's been here. I don't know how many years. Three now. years, three I think, is it really Yeah. Three? He yeah. was
12: just saying the other day, this is the first time since he's been here that there haven't been any interims in the mm-hmm. Chancellor or Provost positions for the three U of I campuses. So, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a lot. Was a lot of turmoil before that. Uh, things do seem to have settled down somewhat. Um, right.
1: They hired a provost recently, too, right? Did they get the provost position right. filled? Right. That or?
12: was just approved by the trustees. The uh, dean of the College of Engineering, Andreas Kangelaris, is the new provost. Um, and they have an interim dean now. So, that, yeah, that had been an interim job. You know, they had Ed Fazer do it after the last one had to resign, and then he left, and they had another interim for the last year. So it's been a lot of yeah. turnover.
1: How long typically, and I, I'm thinking, for example, uh, I lived in Oklahoma for several years. David Boren was a former senator, became president of the school, when I was living there in the 90s, and he's still there. Wow. And yet, I mean, how common is Illinois pretty typical of. Uh, I think
12: it varies. I, you know, I was watching some of the furor over Michigan State, and mm-hmm. the president there, I think she's been there 13 years. So there are people who have longer terms. You know, he, U of I had a couple of presidents for 15 years, Jim Stuckel and Stan Eikenberry, the first time. And, uh, you know, more recently, it seems like there's more churn. You know, because of controversies, people have mm-hmm. to resign, or because people are job hopping but uh you know Colleen has said he wants to stay here Jones mm-hmm. has said he wants to stay here so we will see
1: yeah I think he's he he uh degree of meteorology I think or weather connected uh, is for, Chancellor Colleen, Jones? for Colleen oh Colleen yeah, yeah. He,
12: well he uh, you know engineering physics he's kind mm-hmm. of an astrophysicist right. yeah. yeah that's
1: the term we're looking for yeah, yeah And Chancellor Jones of course was in agriculture yes uh, crop sciences yeah, I think specifically that's for
12: sure. so yeah they've interesting backgrounds
1: yeah uh with all the budget talk though facilities I know that's it was It took a a long time to get Lincoln Hall back to where it needed to be, but uh, how are they doing uh, facility-wise? Well, it was
12: interesting. They had a long discussion about this at the last board meeting, and we wrote about it on Sunday um, that, you know, we've been talking a lot about the budget impasse over the last few years, how there's no money, but, you know, they have spent $1.2 billion on facilities in that time. That's not all just new buildings. It's, you know, repairs, renovations, and maintenance and that kind of thing, but it was an interesting figure. And they're saying that, you know, we need to kind of pay more attention to this because a lot of times they have to kind of finance that out of operating funds through various mechanisms. And, you know, it's competing for resources with other programs. So, I don't know, it sounds like they're going to be paying attention to buildings in a big way in the coming years. And uh, one of the big ones is Al Hall, the old, you know, the building right behind the alma mater, the kind of castle looking one mm-hmm. that they've been, it's it's overdue for right. a for a rehab, but it's a really expensive project. And they haven't gotten any Regular capital funding from the state for about ten years, although they've had some, they've somehow worked out some individual projects like for Blue Waters and some other things like mm-hmm. Lincoln Hall. So
1: it is amazing how big the research park has gotten, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That whole area is yeah. incredible.
12: Well, it's developed, yeah, across First Street now. You know, over by the I Hotel and south of there, and uh, there's still some pig farms there, though.
1: That's for sure. All right, we're at three five six nine three nine seven. On the phones, we got a text from uh, Steve at three five one five three five seven. He says, "Is the U of I still actively recruiting foreign students at the expense of in-state students? And if so, what is tuition for foreign students versus in-state students?" I know it's higher. She goes, "I appreciate." Uh, he says, "I appreciate your guest." So, oh,
12: thank you. Uh, you know, I need to look up the exact rate. I know it's much higher than in-state. It used to be triple the in-state rate for out-of-state students. I don't think it's quite that much, but there's also a surcharge for international students. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's in the 30s or 40s maybe even now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I will look here. Okay, what we'll, we'll do minute. during the break, yeah. how about that? We'll, but, take, we'll um, take a break They a They do, um, I mean they still are certainly taking international students. Uh, that, had kind of risen, you know, without much effort over the last few years. I think it's there's some expectation that it'll be tapering off just naturally because students in China are going to schools in Europe and the population's changing or whatever. There's more schools in China, but you know it's definitely a big presence on campus. Still, uh, U of I is also had tried to work on its in-state population in the last few years because they were uh, sensitive to that criticism. I think.
1: All right, ten forty-six. Back with Julie Worth after this on Penny for your thoughts. Final four minutes here. of a penny for your thoughts today. Tomorrow, Mark Johnson, former wrestling coach, he's been the head of the YMCA, will uh, join us in the 9 o'clock hour, open line at 10, open line on Friday, 10 a.m. open line. We'll have some fun in the second hour on Friday to close out the week. I'll tell you about that tomorrow. You've heard about basements, uh, wood basement systems. Since 1986, the Woods family has helped over 55,000 homeowners, basement, crawl space, wall cracks, all of those things, Woods knows all about leaking basements and wall cracks, but did you know that crawl space wall cracks will let water leak into your crawl space? That will lead to mold, most of that water getting trapped on top of the vapor barrier too. So if you'd like to get a free estimate about what it would cost to fix something like that, give them a call, 888-935-4333, or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com dot com eight 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 nine three five forty three thirty three or woodsbasementsystems dot com lots of talk today about uh, of course Professor Rosenstein all of that happened over at the State Farm Center uh, during the Monday night activity we talked with uh, a lot of folks in that first hour about that that was a hot topic thank you for all the phone calls emails and texts on that topic Julie Worth has been with us from the News Gazette in this particular hour we're at ten fifty seven so we got about three minutes left uh, real quick Geo What's going to happen there? Yeah, the
12: Graduate Employees Organization, they've been negotiating with the U of I for months on a new contract and occasionally have public rallies and statements about, you know, they're not happy with how things are going. Um, They've taken a strike authorization vote, and they've talked about possibly going on strike. They haven't called one yet or announced anything. But uh, we're trying to – Tim Dettman's been doing a good job of keeping tabs on that, Um, so Mm -hmm. we'll keep you posted.
1: All right. It seems like uh, every year, I hear, uh, GEO, it seems like it comes up every year. It probably doesn't, but it seems like
12: it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it probably just seems like it. But yeah. the contracts tend to be, you know, two, three years. Okay. So, and in between, there are other unions whose contracts expire and from time to time we will have a mm-hmm. rally or whatever. And, you know, the negotiation, obviously, the university's keeping costs down and, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's the management, employee, yeah. Thing yeah. dynamic at work. Yeah, there, and, in you know,
12: the students have some good arguments, but, you know, they obviously have to come to some kind of agreement or yeah. it may not we'll see <laughs>
1: all right we've got less than a minute about a minute to go here uh real quick uh social media how that's impacted i mean it's, it's we could probably spend five minutes on that but. yeah
12: it's changed our jobs enormously mm-hmm. you know things tend to break it can break in the middle of the night or totally unexpectedly and you have to decide how to react and mm-hmm. you, you can know, go down a lot of
1: rabbit trails real fast yeah if yeah, you're not careful, yeah, yeah, you really can. That's for sure. Yeah. And real quick, you, people that don't know, you are married to Bob Osmuson, yes, correct. Yes, so yes. it's uh, husband been and wife,
12: since ninety-four.
1: Yeah, so. team. So he does a great job for us on the on the sports. I think and so, so but a, yes, it's a good tandem. He's, a
12: <laughs> <laughs> we think so. We'd like yeah. to talk each other off the cliff. It, well, it's there nice,
1: you go. <laughs> Julie. Great to visit with you. We'll Thanks, do this again Brian. sometime. Thank you. I Thank enjoyed you very it. much. Had a great time. Okay. Appreciate all the uh, input from our listeners. Uh, with uh, Julie Wirth from the News Gazette. You can read her work uh, just about every day in the uh, News Gazette or column as well. All right, that's going to do it for today. Thank you for being with us. Again, Mark Johnson tomorrow at 9, and open line at 10 on a Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. I'm Brian Barnhart. at Bond's our producer-engineer here in downtown Champaign. Glad you're with us. The news is next at 11. Have a great day, everybody, on WDWS. Champaign-Urbana.